everybody, and welcome back to the Legends Podcast. I am here with Carl. This is episode two. We've made it to episode two. Carl, how do you feel about this? Really good. And I have some uh, pretty exciting news that I didn't tell you about. But, you know, despite only having done one episode, internet users have rated the Legends Podcast as the 69th best speedrunning podcast on YouTube. So, yo, we're already making waves. Whoa, okay, hold on. Where do you get this info from? I just... <laughs> what? Uh, what do you this mean? This is a super serious mean, poll that was done, man. Every, every, uh, oh, okay. every month, you know... <laughs> What do you mean? Every month, uh, internet users are polled on their favorite speedrunning podcast, okay? And uh, all right. we, we're at 69th right now, but I think we're going to uh, be climbing up that uh, pretty soon. Oh, God. Oh, off to a blazing start here. Uh, um, so before, like, we have a couple things that we want to talk about today. Um, just up front, I have a couple things that... Probably should have mentioned last week at the start of the episode uh, that I'll go through now real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, one, we mentioned this at the end of the first episode, but upload schedule right now is just every other week. Um, we're seeing kind of how things go as we start. And once we get like seeing how our workflow establishes with it, maybe in the future we'll up that. But right now we're going to be doing um, every other week. That's the plan. Maybe additional content on off weeks eventually. We'll see. We're, we're figuring things out. Um, second thing forgot to mention before. Uh, we are available on audio platforms for people who want to listen to audio. Uh, right As of recording right now, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public. Um, links to all of those as well, the RSS feed, are all at the bottom of the description. Uh, we're still trying to get on Apple. Um, Apple, for some reason, takes a long time to uh, accept you on, so we're still figuring that out. Um, also, timestamps to all topics are in the description as well as links to the show's Twitter, and we have a subreddit. Um, and yeah, and Carl, you want to mention the last thing? Yes, uh, we do. There does exist a Discord for the Legends podcast. It is, at the moment, patron only. Uh, but in saying that, uh, I was saying to uh, Anus before this that, you know, the, the, the patron exists, but my philosophy is make sure that we're established give you guys value so you can actually see the podcast, see if you like it. If you like it and you want to support, then you can become a patron and join the Discord where you can sort of suggest topics and let us know what's happening. Uh, let us know things you want to talk about, maybe ask questions. So that exists, but if you, if you already like us and uh, you want to be part of that Discord and you can join the patron and join the Discord, that's all good. Uh, and I thought, you, I thought I would let you guys know that it does exist to give you the opportunity if you really want to take it now but personally i think uh you know if i'm watching a podcast or whatever i'll I'll watch a few episodes see if i like it see if it's going somewhere that i want to see it go and then i will make a decision yeah uh as carl said we're just kind of like as i said earlier and goes with what carl says we're just kind of seeing how things go it's there if you'd like to use it but uh we'll see how things go and then build build it uh from there so uh, Carl, do you want to jump into the first thing that I think you had added as a topic to discuss? Well, can I just ask, man, how are you? 
Oh, uh, no, not allowed. You can't ask that. Okay. Um, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm really good. Uh, just super busy. Had a busy weekend, uh, personal life stuff. But no, been been doing good. How about have you, you been, Carl? Um, have you been getting, like, speedrunning wise, have you been researching a video or something? Like, what, what's going on? Yeah, I, I'm always working on two videos. Um, right now, I'm putting the finishing touches on one. It's actually done. It's up on my Patreon, my personal Patreon for my channel. Um, and I'm waiting to do sponsor stuff for that. Uh, so I'm just scripting the next one. I'm just always constantly writing, um, researching, what are they on? recording, stuff like that. Um, ooh, I don't, I don't know. If I'll, I'll say the one that's about to come out. Um, the one that's about to come out is a speedrun explained for Skyrim which is one of my uh, most requested videos I've ever had because it's like the sister game to Fallout 4. Uh, so that one's pretty much locked and loaded. Again, just waiting on uh, sponsorship stuff. Carl, you know how it is. Sometimes that stuff goes, just slows through a, uh, to a crawl. Yeah, and Dude, Skyrim, the video man. after uh, that, I'm not going to say what it is just, quite yet just because I don't want people. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I, I've, I've sunk hundreds of hours into Skyrim. So my, my yeah, gaming career it's... is super weird. Like some people play tons of games, but me, I've like played a small selection of games and I've sunk hundreds of hours into each of them. So, I mean, uh, it's funny, like when I was on the uh, official podcast a few weeks ago, all those guys seem to have like this knowledge about all these different games. And I was like sitting there, like, I have no idea about any of these. I just can't really input anything. But if you're talking about Skyrim or like Final Fantasy X or any of the oh, Nintendo Final games, Final Fantasy X. Yeah, any of the Nintendo oh, games that I've speedrun, so I could. Game. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, so, so, uh, so select few games I could talk for days on, but anything else, I have no idea what's going on. Especially like a lot of the uh, new games that have come out, I have. I'm clueless, absolutely clueless. But Skyrim, yeah, I, I'm at, Skyrim is one sense. that I'll actually really be keen to watch because. Uh, well, I mean, truth be told, I've never finished it. I've probably played it for like uh, 300 hours, but I've <laughs> I just, who cares about the storyline? I just do all the side quests and I get IP and all that. Yeah, that game has like a billion caves to go into. It's ridiculous. But mm. yeah, no, that video's Skyrim's coming out. And then the one after that, I won't say yet just because then people start hounding you. Yo, when are you releasing a video on this? Whatever. Uh, but it is one of my most requested videos. And once I get closer to being done on that, I'll let everyone know. So yeah. Yeah. And Carl, how how are you? Not too bad. Bit tired. Actually, wanted to ask people what the science is on pulling all nighters, because two nights ago I didn't sleep at all. My sleep schedule was really bad. Like I'm going to sleep at around six a.m. and waking up. I mean, some days I wake up six p.m. So I'm sleeping through the entire day. And uh, it's always been the dream. I'm sure a lot of people relate to this where they want to be the type of person who wakes up in the morning and just has a normal sleep schedule. It just works so much better with other people. And, uh, you know, it's always been the dream. And regularly, or not so regularly, but occasionally I'll just say, you know, screw it, I'm going to do an all-nighter, I'm not going to go to sleep. I'm going to wait until the next sleep cycle and go to bed early. But what I'm actually curious about is, does that work? And is that a good idea? And uh, do you have any idea about what the science says? No, I've no, the, the the only science I know is chemistry. That's 
Mm-hmm. Sleep stuff is way too much for me. If I if I had to guess, probably not the healthiest thing to do pulling all nighter. Um, but that's that's just me going out on a limb there. <laughs> yeah, there's probably something wrong with it. <laughs> but it's like it seems to be the for some reason the intuition says do that. But probably what's best to do is just to sleep for a couple of hours and just wake up when you should be. You know what I mean? Instead of just having no yeah. sleep, maybe maybe just sleep like two hours and wake up at your, at the time you want to wake up. But uh, you know what? I will, regardless of what the science says, I'm probably going to do this next time as well. For some reason, it just... I don't know. There's something about it. I think night hours can so relate when to... You say... When you say next time, um, when are you already planning on needing to pull another all-nighter to reset your sleep schedule? <laughs> yes. I don't need to plan it. It inevitably happens. It, uh, it's just, I don't know how I am. My sleep schedule gets later and later and later and later. I think there is like this actual thing that some people have where their sleep cycle is not 24 hours. It's like slightly more than 24 hours. This is like a legit uh, condition. Where your sleep schedule, where your sleep cycle is like a bit longer than a single day. Which means that your sleep, the time you feel like going to sleep gets later and later and later and later and later. I think I might have that. For real. Uh, But um, it might be just me making an excuse for why I stay up late and screw myself. Yeah. It inevitably inevitably happens though. So, I don't need to plan it. It I will be going to bed at 6 a.m. at some point in the future. Good, good. Got to get you back on a normal sleep schedule. So yeah. speaking of getting onto normal sleep schedules, hoarding strats and speed running, Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of news. What's th- up with that? that. <laughs> yeah. Do you, what's your experience with, well, do you know what hoarding is? Like, what's your idea of hoarding? Of course. Who doesn't watch, uh, what's the, what's the girl name? Does it bring you joy? Who doesn't watch her? Everyone knows what hoarding is. What? Um, You're talking about hoarding. Uh, condo? Uh, hoarding. Oh yeah. Hoarding is, outside of speedrunning is a thing. But what are you talking about? Yeah. I saw one once. This, this woman was hoarding alligators. It was insane. Okay. Um, anyway, anyways, hoarding strats and speedrunning. Yeah, no, I've, I've, um, I have a tale or two to tell about hoarding strats and speedrunning. So I, I'm pretty familiar. Okay. I'm interested in hearing those. So why we're talking about hoarding at the moment is there's been a couple of uh, interesting things happened recently. Now, what happened in my expertise, my area of expertise, is something that happened in the GoldenEye community. Now, just for those who may not know what hoarding is, it's similar to hoarding in real life. Where, I mean, normally in speedrunning, you get a new personal best. And then you do what the normal thing is, is you go to speedrun.com or whatever tracks your scores and you update your time. That's like the standard, right? But when you hoard, you will get a new personal best and you will keep it secret. You won't tell anyone. And then you'll do it for, you get multiple new personal bests. And then sometime in the future, like months later, you'll release them all at the same time. And um, I feel like my opinion on this is going to reflect uh, the general uh, speedrunning community on hoarding, which is one of disapproval. 
But that being said, like hoarding in the GoldenEye and Perfect Dark landscape has been a thing for 20 years. It's been done a lot. Uh, it's been it's a lot more acceptable there. But um, me personally, I've never uh, been a big fan of it. Uh, but I mean, with GoldenEye, for example, it's a bit different to normal speedrunning, where in normal speedrunning, you, uh, you know, you have like one game and you have one category that most people play in. And it takes a really long time to put, to get a new record. But because GoldenEye has 60 different times you can compete for, uh, 20 levels, three difficulties, it's a lot easier to get new personal bests. And, you know, we're talking individual level speedrunning here. Uh, so you can get like 20 personal bests in six months. That's like a, a thing. And then you sort of release them all. And people make a big deal out of it. They schedule a day for, you know, we're going to make this big unhoard. We're going to do this uh, video for it and make it this big deal. And uh, yeah, that's that's hoarding. Is that your that's your perception of hoarding, right? So, yeah, well, there's what you kind of went off on uh, right there is the hoarding of PBs. But there's also we should make the clear distinction that there's also hoarding strats. People find new time saves. Hold on to those for they for them to use in their runs and get personal bests and then revealing them after the fact once they've achieved a time with them. So there is that as a topic as well, which is what I have more experience with. What you were talking about, about Carl, is much more prevalent in communities like the Elite, where there's a ton of, as you said, short levels that are easy to get a bunch of, not easy to get a bunch of PBs in, but the amount of PBs you get does rack up uh, over time faster than running one thing so yeah we're going to talk about um, both because there's, there's a lot to say about both really. yeah they they go hand in hand yeah there is a lot to say so do you want to talk about the hoarding of pbs or the hoarding of strats first because i feel like they are two different conversations uh, let's talk about the lesser of two evils which is the hoarding of uh personal bests but yes because i think um probably what you think about hoarding personal bests will expand and get magnified when you talk about strats. So if you think per hoarding personal bests is bad, then you are really going to dislike hoarding strategies. And if you think hoarding personal bests is okay, then you're going to be a lot less, a lot more mild when it comes to the strategy part of it. But uh, I think ultimately what it comes down to is what do people speed run for and why are they in this? And there's like a bunch of different reasons, but I'll, I'll give you my take. I uh, have a very negative opinion on hoarding, even on uh, personal bests. I think, I mean, I, this is my opinion, and people who like hoarding are going to get upset. But I'm not like, it's just at the end of the day, it's just my opinion, you know. It is what it is. But I think hoarding anything is attention seeking. And that's all it's about. It's just about getting as much attention that you can for your personal best. So I think it stems from not being enough to just sort of get a time, upload it, and do what everyone else does. Hoarding is like, okay, I want everyone to know when I get a new personal best. I want everyone to pay attention to me when I release my times. So I'm going to like secretly get a whole bunch of times and then let everyone know, hey guys, hey guys. On this date, you need to be looking at me when I release my times and give me all that attention uh, when, you know, when it comes down to it. So I think that's my perception of what's going on. 
And it goes against like what most people speed run for, which is two things. It's passion for the game and, uh, you know, the community aspect. So, uh, like, for example, let's be honest here. When I got into speedrunning, I was not, like, the most socially savvy person. So what I really loved about speedrunning initially when I got into it was, uh, you know, communicating with these people who liked the same things that I did. Whoa, can you hear that? Yeah, I that can. Was, uh, that was uh, <laughs> my son. He's unhappy Not about something. camper. <laughs> yeah, so... Speedrunning, for a lot of people, is the community aspect. It's being able to enjoy something with like-minded people where you don't have to be the coolest kid. You know, all, all the speedrunners speed share is this love for the game. And they can sort of share that with everyone. And speedrunning is a way to take your existing passion of a game and find new ways to enjoy it. So with normally with games, you play it, you beat it, and that sort of that ends the life cycle. But speedrunning is a way to explore new avenues in that game. And it's a way to keep playing the same game that you love over and over again. And that will bleed into this hoarding strats thing and why hoarding strategies is so bad. And way down the list, though, of speedrunning is the competition element. But I think this, the competition element of speedrunning is not really about the competition. It's just about a way to, again, extend the shelf life of the game. It's an excuse to keep playing it. It's not like why you do it, you know what I mean? It's not like I don't speedrun for competition. If I wanted to just do something purely for competition, I wouldn't be speedrunning necessarily. I'd probably be doing something else. But the speedrunning is just a, an excuse to keep playing the game, uh, find new goals with it, and then also I think the competition is a fun thing that you can share with other people. I I definitely agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, I, I have slightly different um, takes on where things might come from. Like uh, to me, the competition part is the big kind of key thing in the motivation to hoard strats. Like I, you were talking about like the narcissistic side of it, um, the look at me attitude around the uh, idea of it. And I definitely think that that can be a motivator for some. I don't think necessarily everyone who does it um, gets it into that or gets into that territory because there are there are like it is like a nuanced discussion like um there are it is like you know it's a slider there are hordes that have been released in the past that were more community efforts as well it's not always just one person hiding stuff um so more things can come from it than just a solo hey look at me it can be a community project of active members what do you um, mean like community so is in it's still a, a small group within a larger community yeah, but like oftentimes like in communities, like sometimes something like that can they could be the only active people like in the fallout community. There's only ever at a time like three to five active runners. Uh, and there have been times where like little pods like that, the active people in the community will do something and then reveal it to the greater like hoard it for themselves to reveal to the greater extent of the community who keeps up with it. Maybe they don't speed run at the moment um, like there are I do have experience with people doing that. 
Um, I don't think it's a strictly negative thing. So sometimes the motivation does come from trying to hype up a new find for the game, like, hey, this is big for our community. But I do think for the most part, the hoarding of PBs does, uh, there is a, a, a deep root to the, hey, look at me nature of it. But again, not always, because I have had positive experiences with people in communities that I'm in hoarding stuff. Um, I have had negatives as well, which we'll get into in a bit. Um, but I, I do think that the biggest drive is the competition thing, touching back to that. Um, with hoarding? For some people, yes. Uh, as you said, like it's not about the competition, uh, which I agree with today. Uh, me a couple years ago wouldn't agree with that. And there are a lot of people who would disagree with that and say com the competitive side of it is something that they take like that they take satisfaction from in speedrunning. You know, um, some people do do it for the competitive side. So um, I think it's so one's drive or agreement with hoarding of strats is a bit linked to how competitive they are with speedrunning because it is a competition for some so people. With, with the, you said, um, how, explain to me how the competitive side comes out because I can't really relate too much to it. So does that mean you didn't care if you were communicating with other members of the community at all? Uh, in my experience, no. Like the competition I'd say was like 30% of it. And then 70% was the, hey, we love this game. Let's beat it together. But there was definitely a competitive side to it. Um, yes. I was in like a back and forth like competition with another runner, um, which again, I'll get into because it's more in the hoarding strats discussion. Um, but like I, I do like for me, at least the competition was there and it was a big part of it. I used to play sports growing up, um, went to college. My friend group there didn't play sports. So I played Dota in college. Cause it's like as something to satiate my competitive side. Cause I like had a really big competitive side. Uh, and then near the end of college got sick of Dota. So I quit and picked up speed running. Cause I was like, Oh, this is a little competitive thing, even if it's with just myself. So I do think that the competitive side is there for a lot of people. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say in this long. Wait, and thing. when I say the, the attention seeking thing, which I totally believe is the root cause generally, I mean, getting attention from people isn't like intrinsically the worst thing ever. But um, like I said, it, the the motivation uh, extends out beyond just times. And when when so the the motivation is important. So you know, if you want to seek attention, you want everyone to give you props when you re release all your times. That's fine. But that kind of does become an issue later on. So I, I just want to, I'm just thinking, do I want to keep going on the hoarding PBs or if I want to go into the strategy part? Um, Something I, I want to just say about the hoarding PB mm -hmm. thing, um, just that I forgot to say is like, to me, the, the severity of how bad hoarding a PB is does relate to how active the community is. If you're the only runner for things, like you can hoard it. It's not like it's going to affect anyone's actual lives, but like, when you're in a grinding race with people, it does and it can make people feel like it's you don't respect their time by announcing, hey, I got this PB because you're in a competition. It's someone hiding results that is resulting in someone else like yeah. going into something with like false information. So waste their own time if they, you know, if they don't want to grind against that type of time. So um, I think that depending on the uh, activity in the community it can be pretty like douchey to do so yeah and okay i will talk a bit more about this pb thing and how it relates to the main drive that people have in speed running which is the community aspect and sharing the passion of the game with other people okay 
So imagine that you're in a, you're in a group of friends and then you find out that secretly the other friends in the group have been excluding you from like something they've been doing. Like they've been uh, playing their own little group. They've been talking to each other like and sharing this passion secretly and, and cutting you out. And then like you find out. And that is annoying and, and it pisses people off and it upsets people because the whole reason they're here is to share their love for the game with everyone. And yeah. like that's personally what I always loved about speedrunning is yes, the competition side is, is good and I want to push myself and I want to achieve new goals for personal reasons. But just like being able to talk about the game with people and like, you know, share that journey of speedrunning with people and have that mutual passion and uh, that excitement of being in a group with people that love the same thing you love. And when you start doing things in secret and you stop like sharing your journey with other people, it just like spits in the face of that whole community aspect. And ultimately, I think it's selfish. I think it shows a, a lack of caring about other people and what other people value. And, you know, in saying that, you don't have to be friends with everyone. You have no, like, sort of obligation to care about what everyone else thinks. It's not like I'm saying, you know, you have to be a part of the larger speedrunning community. You have to talk with everyone. You have to be friends with everyone. But to do things in secret and exclude everyone else is inherently selfish, whether you think that's good or bad. And it will upset people who want to embrace the community like activity in a speedrun game breeds activity the more people who are doing something actively participating the more people who are speedrunning the more people who are posting their personal best the more people who are going to be want to be a part of that and get inspired to to run themselves they'll want to you know be a part they'll want to uh, you know contribute to the community if the community is active so to have like chunks of the population doing things themselves just completely ruins a lot of the community aspect. And like, is it going to destroy the community in total? Like probably not, but there's a huge cost to hoarding, huge cost where you just completely uh, uh, miss out on potential, uh, you know, activity and potential, you know, community uh, strength. So uh, I, I really don't like it. Um, and also this is like a side thing. It's not like, this is like the, con this is why it's bad for competition. And this is why it is not sportsmanlike. Because if you are like a tippy, and we'll see this, we'll talk about uh, this uh, uh, Mario Kart 64, right? Because that's not really a strategy hoarding thing. It's like more of a personal best hoarding. Yeah. But um when you're a really good player and you have world records and someone beats your world record, it's upsetting. Okay. It's a part of the competition, but it's still upsetting when one of your times gets beaten. And what happened in Mario Kart 64 was they, uh, the other players like hoarded all these times for over a year and released them all at once. And now, uh, Michael's his name, right? Uh, Matthias. Matthias. Matthias Rustemeyer. 
Yeah. So Matthias gets like 15 world records beaten instantly, all at the same time. Yeah. Dan Dan Burbank is the name of the other runner. Uh, and Dan Burbank unhoarded 15 world records in uh in June 2020. Um, apparently it's actually 17 he unhoarded, but yeah, it's he unhoarded a lot. And like for reference, there's 32 tracks in the game. Yeah. So Matthias has to deal with like half of his world records getting beaten like instantly. And that fucking hurts. There's no way around it. You have to deal with the pain of all those world records like going away instantly. And it's, it's so fucking disrespectful to him that he has to, he can't sort of, you know, comfortably deal with it. You know, he gets a world record beaten. Okay. Emotionally, you handle it. Maybe you fight back. Maybe you, uh, you know, try and claw it back and maybe you do get it back and it may, you know, that you can sort of deal with that. But having to sort of deal with all that at, this, at once is a whole different story. And um, that's one of the reasons I really hate hoarding because me as a top player, like I, like I said, I have world records. And whenever a horde comes out, I'm sitting there thinking, hey, how many of my world records do I have to deal with getting beaten right now? Because it could be five. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really, really disrespectful to the people that have world records. They have to worry about stuff like that. Um, and like I said, I'll stress it again. It's competition and whatever. But if, you th- if, if competition is your priority and you don't care what anyone else thinks, then the community is not going to like you. The rest of the speedrunners aren't going to like you. And there's good reason for them to not like you because by your actions, you don't care what they think. You have no, if you have no regard for other people, they shouldn't regard you either. Yeah, it's, I, I just think overall, it's a pretty scummy thing to do. Um, again, though, it does depend on context. I'm putting that in there as my view. Uh, I'm not a fan of it for unhoarding the, or hoarding PBs, but there is context to it where it can be a positive thing. Sure. Um, but let's talk, let's move on to hoarding strats. Um, what, I mean, based on that, what we've both said, I think we can both say hoarding strats, not good. <laughs> yes. Um, so what's your you, experience with, you with have, strats? I want to know what your experience is. Yeah. So I, I guess I'll get into this. So um, I'll say up front, hoarding strats, not good. Um, don't do it. It's incredibly inconsiderate. Um, I'm going to preface with that with that now, and in no way do I condone um, what happened. What I, what I'm about to retell. Mm-hmm. So um, I started speedrunning 2017. Like I said, I I was partly in it for competition. At some point in 2017, um, myself and another runner had a um, the, another runner who had ran the game before. Um, he had said some stuff on his stream that I took negatively um, along the lines of him saying if uh, he were to run it again, he'd easily beat my times in the times of other uh, newer runners, even though he hadn't ran in a while. I, I took it that way. I took it very negatively. Um, now I think that he just misspoke. Um, but we got, we kind of got into things and then he started speedrunning the game again a few months later. Things were always a bit tense between us. Um, and then in that in spring of 2018 or end of Jan, end of winter beginning of spring me and him were in a tense world record like grind competition to get the first 
want to say it was the first 39 minute run. Um, and I didn't come up with strats and hoard them, but I did grind offline using strats that he wasn't using. We had a set route and then back like even prior to when I started speed running. So, uh, when, when he was actually speed running, there was discussion of some strats that would save like, um, a few seconds here and there, but adds up over the course of the run to like 20 seconds or so. Um, these strats were talked about, but never implemented because they were deemed like too annoying at the time. And then I did runs with those strats in them that he had no clue I was doing. So like in a way it's hoarding strats, but it was with things that were already new, like known. He just didn't know I was doing that. Um, and I did grind out, um, in secret, the first 39 and then do like a reveal of it. Um, like I said, that was early 2018, very different person now. And I'm like appalled that I ever did that. I think that it was so scummy and so inconsiderate of me to do. And like, I'm ashamed of it. Um, to the point, like I've, I've reached out to like the runner in the past and privately and apologized, let him know where my head was at then and where my head is at now and just how it's like a, a vile thing I did. Not a fan of that. I ever did that. Um, so why do you think it's bad? Like if, that thing, if but... you can like if you can explain in principle why it's bad, like in your opinion, it's so like like I said, inconsiderate and rude. You're finding something when it's a community effort to beat a game. Speedrunning is a community effort, as you said. It's very much a community activity. You find things as a group, um, implement them, and as a community, try and beat the game. It's us versus the game, not me versus the game. Um, that's why you see runners always using the same routes. Because, like, back in the day, when I saw Super Mario 64, I'm like, man, I bet all the other runners are trying, just watching what he does and then doing that. Man, they're going to steal what he does. It's like, no, that's a community-developed thing, you know? Yeah. It, it's very much us versus the game. Um, so when you when you hoard a strat, you're kind of taking that away. You're defeating the purpose of the game and putting yourself above the community. Um you're saying, hey, my time is more important to me than the development of the speedrun as a community. Um, yeah, so... And I, I don't like that sentiment. Yeah, so I was thinking about, like, why is it a community effort? Like, why is there this sort of rule that it has to be a community effort? And, like, I, it goes back to what I said about why people speedrun, which is passion for the game. You're not sitting there playing the same game over and over again because you don't like the game or you don't really, really care about it. So if you're you're passionate about the game, you want to know about if something is new is learned with the game. So, for example, I really love GoldenEye, and I've I've spent years of my life playing GoldenEye. It's one of my nerd. favorite games of all time. Huge nerd. And uh, if if someone finds out something new about GoldenEye, I want to hear it. I would love to hear it, and I want to share in. You know, I want to see the community react to it. I want to see everyone come together and uh, learn about it. Not, I don't want to. I don't want to hear about it months later because you know the people who found it didn't give a shit and um, felt like you know their little secret group was more important than everyone else's love for the game. And that's why it's insulting because everyone else is here because they love the game, and you're basically saying you don't care about what anyone else thinks. You don't care what would bring joy to other people. All you care about is your PBs. And uh, you only care about yourself, basically. And 
Yeah. So uh, there was something that happened recently. This is why we're talking about it. Um, oh, and by the way, we will, we I didn't even mention Matthias with Mario Kart 64 has retired. And one of the reasons he cited was the unhoarding. And that's probably like the worst case I've ever seen. Like, Untied World Records in GoldenEye and Perfect Dark are extremely hard to get. So, you know, only a few happen every year. So even if people were to hoard, it's not like half the world records are going to get beaten. Um, You know, maybe like a couple, maybe at maximum one or two. But yeah, because like, like I said, then even that's sort of hurtful or upset, upsetting if you lose multiple world records at once. So the Mario Kart 64 example was like the worst I've ever seen where someone really got screwed. And he cited that basically as one of the main reasons he's just retired. And um, I can understand that uh, because that would have hurt. Like way more than I can understand. And, uh, you know, if you read the speedrun Reddit about it, like the general speed, the general consensus is it was like a terrible, terrible, terrible thing to do. And, you know, GoldenEye is this weird, com weird community where it's kind of more accepted than everywhere else. But the, just the wider speedrunning community really dislikes hoarding. And, uh, yeah, I just want to say that if you read comments on Reddit, you can see that people dislike the practice. And I think for good reason. So with that, with that yeah. being said... Um Something else that I want to add to that is just a stone that I don't want to leave unturned. Just also mention that uh, the community side, as we said, huge dick thing to do, but also uh, a dick thing to do on the competitive side because like this is a full-time job for a lot of people or people have limited, like they have full-time jobs. Sorry, the I meant the second one. People have full-time jobs and do it on the side. Um, and it's like incredibly disrespectful to another person's time if you're looking at it from a competitive uh, aspect. Like you found something that goes to the community plays into it from that um and pretty much saying f you to your time um you can you can your time is like with this begins once i'm done with it you know um it's just kind of controlling in that aspect so i just didn't want to leave that unsaid because i think that's a huge aspect of it as well yeah well we're definitely going to talk about that but um yeah, what happened in goldeneye was there was a horde going on so a standard horde this was like a horde of personal best a group of people got together and say hey we're going to keep all that time secret so that at some point in the future we can get all attention on us for a day and uh at part during that horde someone discovered something it was a like a game-changing discovery that completely broke open a level where all of the world records on this level are going to be completely broken and they you know it's like a easy easy technique it's literally just a new discovery that everyone can immediately implement and get new times and get new world records with so they discovered that in may and kept it was one here's the his yeah it was funny I, I i made a tweet about this on twitter and i'm like you know a group of speedrunners found something and kept it hidden for months right and uh there's there were a lot of comments saying, hey, if you find a new strategy, it's okay to keep it secret if you want to use that to get a new world record and then release it, right? And um, the funny thing is, this is not what happened here. Someone found something 
and then they didn't use it. I mean, they may have used it for a day, maybe. Well, I don't. According to uh, chat logs, I don't even think that's the case. I think they found this thing, and then pretty much immediately shared it with their little group. So it's not like they found the strategy themselves, hoarded it for themselves to get a new world record, and then release it to everyone. No, they didn't do that. They released it to a special group of people, the privileged, who all uh, got new times with it. And then the guy who, a guy who eventually set like the, the current world record with it didn't even discover it. And they all sat on it for months. And then they, they, didn't, they weren't even the ones that released it. The only reason it came out was because someone else outside the group found it separately. And then all of a sudden, all these people in the group released all their times. Like the cat was out of the bag. And uh, the, they, don't see, they don't appear to give a shit. Um, the, from, from what I've seen, I haven't really seen anyone say, anyone that was in that group say like, hey, I'm really sorry about this. Okay, I, in hindsight, it was a shit thing to do. No, they, in fact, they're defensive of it. They're like, I'm going to do it again. And uh, I don't really care. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a bad thing because, like I said, there was there was instances where people were playing that level and they've wasted time playing with the old strategy when the new strategy was found. So there is that whole thing that you just mentioned. But again, people love the game. And when a new strategy is found, they want to know about it and they want to be a part of it. And like, that's, that's probably for myself, that's the main thing that I dislike is saying, I know everyone out there really loves the game and they want to know what this big discovery is, but screw them. I, I don't really care because I just care about my, you know, having, having attention on me for a day when I do my unhoard. And I think that's like, that's so much worse than the, the PB, just, just hoarding PBs. Um, and then also, um, yeah, give, allowing other people to play the strategy, allow, giving them a chance to experience it and having like the community come together in, in like a positive way and like come together and all share, like learn together, like share that thing. That's like, that's what speedrunning is like in, in its best form is like the community discovering something and then everyone's coming together and sharing in that moment. That's what the, one of the most beautiful things that can happen in speedrunning. And that just gets completely destroyed. And you're never going to get that back. You're never going to have the opportunity to sort of rediscover that trick and then have that opportunity for everyone to share this passion together. That's gone. It's gone forever. It's purely because of the selfishness of like a couple of people. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it grinds my gears. And uh, yeah. I think, I think uh, hopefully this doesn't happen again. And um, it, it has nothing, yeah. nothing to do with a competitive thing. It, it's, it's much more to it than that. I had never, like, I saw that this had happened, I think, from your tweet. Uh, so I literally have no um, info on it other than what you just said. That was, like, my first actually hearing the details of it. Um, like, as, as you put it, like, that's pretty freaking awful to do. Um. It's one thing to find something 
and do like a run or two of it and then reveal it like the same day like snipe world record with something you just found it's one thing to do that that i'm fine with but like you said hol- holding on to it for what is that like three months now that's just like absolutely insane like i it's it's honestly kind of appalling to the point i don't have much to say other than yeah it's kind of just gross right um but i think that that they're that whoever the people who are doing it haven't thought about it very deeply and from what i see they also they don't seem to care like i said even after people explain it to them they don't they still don't care um which is interesting i think goldeneye and that's that's why that's why i think hoarding in general is like this is like a toxic um side effect where it has like infested their idea of how how a speedrunning community could be to where they think playing in little cliques playing secretly keeping everything from everyone is like acceptable and okay and then when you sort of allow that in the community to go on for years and years and years people lose track of like the, the whole community aspect and the 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 importance of community and the uh the benefits of it get lost the community over yeah. time gets uh whittled down and destroyed and i, I trust me I, I mean i don't want to get too much into uh into it like but I, i've had uh the, one of the great things about being a youtube creator and i don't stick to the same game i i research a whole bunch of different games and i get to go into all these different communities and talk to the speedrunners and experience everything you know what i mean and uh still to this day like the community aspect that I see in a lot of other um, speedrunning communities, like the real pure, the real strong community aspect, I don't see in, I don't see in Goldeneye. And it's it's like obvious when I like when I got out of the Goldeneye community and I started going into other communities and sort of experiencing what what else was going on. I was like, wow! Like for example. Uh, back when I started my YouTube channel, when I got into Doom, for example, Doom is very community to the, to the point where they don't even have like, they don't even have uh, a similar competition style ranking system. It's just like a, what they do is it's more like an archive of all the records. And usually people don't even grind records unless they're going to beat an existing world record, if you know what I mean. So with like Goldeneye, you have like a, a whole, and again, this might be a toxic side effect of just putting more importance on competition rather than the community aspect. But with Goldeneye, everything is like competition. It's all ranking. It's all, where do you rank against other people? And um, like everything is about improving your rank. Everything's about getting more points. And but Doom doesn't have a rankings like Goldeneye does. Like it doesn't rank everyone and and directly uh, you know compare them. It's just like a uh, it's just like a a library of all the different um, you know demos that people have saved. And you can just immediately tell when you go into a community like that that it's 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 way more community driven. It's way more about helping each other. It's way more about like no one gets upset. No one wants to keep their wet world records. No one really is all out to beat someone else. It's it's yeah, it's a whole different ballgame. And I've experienced that like with a whole bunch of different communities. Where some of them are just like way more um way more like tightly knit. 
and uh, like Goldeneye has a lot of fractures, and it's like caused problems. And I think uh, people don't understand how, you know, if you allow these behaviors to cultivate over time, it's sort of <laughs> the result is these issues that you end up having, you know, where people think it's like, you know, if, if hoarding PBs is okay, let's hoard strategies. It's like an offshoot of, of that. It's like a direct result from allowing that to happen for so many years. Yeah. And like you said, um, it does develop a bunch of like, clicks inside the community it's like it's one thing to have a friend group in the speedrunning community it's another it's one thing to have a friend group inside specific like speedrunning game communities it's another thing to let your friendships inside communities affect how like the flow of information regarding a speedrun like it's so wrong for that to happen and every time that there is something an event like this it is like a wedge being driven into the community that leaves lasting splinters and like fra it fractals the community over time it's and the golden eye, the elite has been around for so long. This has happened so many times throughout the years. That's just, it's kind of like, uh, I don't want to say, because it is a very strong community and it's numbers. There are a lot of people in it. It's like, there's always stuff going on. I don't want to say it's like weak. It's a weakened community because of it, but I don't think it's as strong as it could be as a community because of things like this that have caused fractures in the group over the years. Yeah. yeah it's not like I'm saying that it doesn't have a community. And like I said, it like that's that's the main cost that isn't obvious it's like what could it be what could it be uh it could be a lot better than it is you know and you see the repercussions i mean online like you when you t when you hear people talk about the golden eye community generally it's not positive and like why is that and um i think uh it could be and i want it to be stronger than it is but, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if it's, hopefully it's recoverable, but you have to, you have to start looking at these things that are acceptable and start really considering if it's, if it's worth it. And like I said, if you hoard something, it just doesn't destroy the community. It's not like it's the end of the world, but, uh, it still has, it still does damage. It still does damage. And, um, I think when people start looking at that, looking at the community aspect more and start valuing it more then you're going to see like sort of more positive things emerge that you didn't even, you weren't even thinking of. But uh, I mean, do we really, do we have, was there anything more to say on that? I don't think so. No, I think we can kind of leave. We've kind of covered so many different things. Oh, actually, I think we're, there's uh, one thing I wanted to, to mention. Uh, we did talk about Dark Viper last week. Uh, well, last podcast. And uh, I felt like it was important to say that one of the, one of the reasons he was so upset about his competitor is the fact that they were apparently hoarding strategies. So, uh, the, 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 yeah, it has to be said that he was playing on, he was streaming all of his attempts, right? And so the other person could see what he was doing, but the other person was playing in secret and wasn't streaming. And uh, I don't know like the intricacies, but one of the reasons he was upset was because the other person was making optimizations that Dark Viper wasn't aware of, and uh, that's one of the reasons he was so upset. So I thought it was, I had to just bring that up um, this time as well because it kind of relates to that. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to our next thing then. This is kind of a continuing story from last episode as well. Uh, Todd Rogers withdrawing his lawsuit from Guinness uh, and Twin Galaxies. Yeah. 
So what's uh, totally interesting about that, last time I said that uh, Guinness World Records submitted a motion to dismiss in their lawsuit that was uh, filed by Todd Rogers, the, uh, the people's champ. And... The human element. The human element, yeah. And uh, Mr. Activision. Mr. Activision. Todd Zeller. <laughs> I don't, I don't the Todd father. Yeah, the Todd father. What? Did you just come up with that just then? I, I must have read that somewhere online <laughs> before, like Breaking Bad subreddit or something like that. I don't oh, know. Amazing. That, that's, that's somewhere up in my head. Okay. <laughs> um, so they, they submitted a motion to dismiss and then Todd Rogers just bailed and like totally withdrew the lawsuit. Uh, so it's a very interesting. I don't know what was happening. I don't know what his plan was. At the first sign of pushback, he just bailed and withdrew the lawsuit. So I don't know if he was planning on bailing as soon as they fought back. Maybe he wasn't expecting anyone to do anything. Maybe he was just... I have a theory. There's a couple of theories. One theory is that it was, it was listed as a distraction. It was filed just to sort of annoy uh, Jace Hall because he's embroiled in this, uh, embroiled in this uh, twin gal, uh, yeah, uh, Billy Mitchell stuff. So one of the hypotheses was that uh, Billy Mitchell, it's like all theories, it's all conspiracy tinfoil, no evidence to back up this really, but um, some of the theories was that uh, Billy Mitchell sort of gave Todd Rogers money and said, hey, submit this lawsuit just to distract Twin Galaxies while while i'm suing them and even though uh todd rogers was never planning to really fight it it was just going to be like a little bit of a thorn in the side something for a twin galaxy to you know have to think about or keeping it keeping their mind and, and annoy them uh and then when guinness got representation like guinness lawyered up and and fought back like kind of, kind of unprovoked because todd rogers hadn't even served anyone then Todd Rogers is like, well, if I would actually respond to this, it's going to cost me thousands of dollars. And I'm, I don't have any money. Todd Rogers is very poor. Uh, so they just, they just said, fuck it. We'll just pull the plug on that one. So that whole Todd Rogers Twin Galaxies Sega or Saga is now over. And it's, it's past the uh, statute of limitations. So he can no longer sue Twin Galaxies again for anything. Because it's been like over wow. two years. So no more defamation claims can be made. So was this the same one that was filed as Todd Todgers? Yeah. Yeah, well, technically it's filed okay. as Todd Rogers, but it was just that complaint on the title page of the actual thing. It was yeah, okay. it's the Todd Todgers gotcha. one, yeah. Because so, I was going to ask, so like last last episode talked briefly about who would win in a tag team fight, us versus uh, Todd and Billy Mitchell. But now I'm thinking, who would win in a fight, Todd Rogers or Todd Todgers? <laughs> Uh, well, I think Todd Todgers would run at the first hint of confrontation. So I think it's, uh, he would front up, he would act tough. And then as soon as you said, okay, let's, let's, as soon as the gloves came off, he would, uh, withdraw his complaint and say, okay, no, nah, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. See, but the thing, Todd Todgers does know all of Todd Rogers moves though. Cause they're the same person, <laughs> right. except maybe like dark link version of, I don't know. Um, so I don't know. I'm leaning Todd Todgers because he has all the no, like the no moves and maybe he can innovate. Well, so, maybe the alliter where, alliteration gives him some kind of 
special powers or something. Alliteration gives a bonus buff to um <laughs> to endurance and fights. Yeah. Are, are we gonna it. are we gonna skip over this topic that you had? Yeah, I'm actually, yeah. I'm... I th- just for time's sake. Okay. Um. You want to move on from Todd Rogers yeah. then, and then go to the next thing, yeah. next update. All right. Um. So another update from another continuing story from episode one. Um. That record for most expensive video game ever sold, which was like one point five million ish. Um, was apparently broken again recently at two million. Yeah. Um, I think this one's a different auction house, it's, and it's yeah. through one that sells shares of the games as well. For there's people who t- like invest in the carts in the games, and they make it's like a stock market on a game. Yes. You know, it's a stock market um, on collectibles. So it could be video games, sports cards, all that jazz. And yeah, Super Mario sold for two million dollars. It doesn't make any fucking sense, honestly, because like, why? Why this such insane number? Like, why is then apparently that there was a previous offer for this game for like three hundred thousand dollars, and then it goes three hundred thousand dollars, two million. Like, what kind of negotiator does that? Like, I mean, okay, that doesn't make much sense. But Rally was sold from this company called Rally, and Rally is uh one of three of these uh, uh, share equity places that have sprung up in the last couple of years where they take a game that's worth $100,000 and they offer like a 1,000 shares at 100 bucks, for example. And people can buy shares, so maybe they don't have enough money to buy the game outright, but they want to gamble and speculate on the market. So they buy like a couple of shares at a few hundred dollars each and then if the value of the game goes up, they can either take those shares and trade it with someone else and like sell them to someone else, or they can hold onto their shares and maybe they can sell the, uh, the game at some point in the future and then just get the whatever percentage of profits they would have gotten. So it's like purely like a uh, gambling on the uh, market value of these collectibles. One thing that I really hate, I don't like people uh, profiting purely on something like that is just uh well has a lot of value value to, value to people like as a gamer i don't know i don't know if i can articulate in principle what's wrong with it but i just don't like the concept of people buying games purely for profit and just try, just trying to gamble on them it's it seems really dumb to me but maybe one of the reasons is, is because i understand why this whole video game bubble is forming which I have a video coming out. It'll be out in a f- uh, few days after the this podcast airs. So keep a lookout for that. Big video on this uh, retro video game stuff. But yeah, it doesn't make sense for this game to sell for $2 million. It really makes absolutely no sense. No, it's honestly to me, something something seems fishy with how these prices are going up. I don't know. I think I think they should investigate this. Some Someone should oh, investigate I think it'll be investigated... Uh, when shit hits the fan and people start losing a lot of money, like for example, if a lot of games start selling and for then, millions and then the bubble crashes and people lose like a million dollars, then yeah. And especially when my video comes out, people are going to know who to blame. People will know who to blame on this. So I think, like I said in the last episode, Todd, it's Todd. It's all, it all comes back to Todd. But um, <laughs> last episode, I talked about the coin bubble of the 80s and... Uh, you know, the FTC eventually stepped in, right? Because when people lose money, they complain to the FTC. The FTC investigates. 
And like I said, with the way the games are going right now, that might happen eventually. So the this the if it does get investigated, it'll be the FTC, but the bubble has to burst first. Uh, and at the moment, it just keeps getting bigger. People are making money on this. Like that that card that sold for two million dollars was bought for one hundred and forty thousand dollars. So that is like uh, fifteen times the value that they got back in like one year, which is pretty crazy. So obviously they're happy. I don't know who bought the two million dollar cart, but it's not going to be worth two million dollars for much longer. I can say that. And when it drops down to like, because it's going to be worth five million dollars. Right. <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. Go to Rally House and buy stock right now, or whoever owns it. Oh yeah, that's 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 why it has to be suspicious. Is because whenever you hear about these record-breaking prices, it's just all advertising for that platform. That's and yeah. so it's like maybe they. Uh, I don't know. the The purchaser is secret. There's a whole bunch of things that are like really weird about all this stuff. Who's buying these games a secret no one knows? They're, they're selling at ridiculous prices that make no sense. Why would they go up to $2 million straight away? Like, where was the $1.5 million offer? Where was the $1 million offer? Like, a $1 million would have still been, you know, almost, like, well, eight times or seven times the original value. Like, maybe they could have bought it for $1 million. But no, they have to buy it at a price that is the biggest of all time. Newsworthy. Let's make some headlines. It has to be that. It can't just be like a reasonable offer. So yeah, a lot of shady stuff. Yeah. Um, it's it's just such a weird situation. And it's going to be very interesting to see how it unfolds over the next... I mean, I guess this could even last a couple of years. Every few months here in big stories like this. And then just one day it's going to just all plummet. Maybe. We will see. I, I, I have a feeling it might be over. It might just burst reasonably quickly. But we'll see. I don't want to make any predictions because I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to bubbles. I See, that's the thing, though, is I was coming into this anticipating you to give me a hard date and time that it's going to crash. 12 a.m. on the 30th of uh, August 2022. Okay. Just keep a look at it. All right. I'm marking it down. There's 30 days in August. Yeah, there's 30. Okay. I wanted to make sure there are 30 days in August. And I was like, wait, shit. What did I say? No, I would no. In my head, I was like, "Wait, are there thirty days in August?" So yeah. Um, anyways, what date did I give? On. You said like the third, twelve a.m. at the thirtieth day of August, twenty twenty-two, or something okay. like that. So pretty much one year, one year and two weeks is what yeah. we got. Um. So I think then we can move on to our last thing. Um. Is this going to be a recurring segment? Yeah. I think it should be, based on the name. You would think it's going to be. I just wanted to make sure. Yes. Um, every week, here we go. We're going to be doing Dude. World Record of the Week. You can only pick one run. World Record Carl, of the Week. Tell w- me about yours. World Record of the Week with like, bam, text. And maybe like, uh, maybe like a little sound effect. World Record of the Week segment. All right. And then also right underneath That's it, it says in parentheses, but you can only pick one run. Isn't that what that well world records ain't uh, world record isn't plural? Yeah, no, but I just feel like we should make sure that it's there in case you know that way people really know that you can only pick one run. You okay. Know, some people they might they might assume. Anyways, go ahead, Carl. Yep. Uh, so my pick was Slippery Nip. Uh, great name, by the way. Uh, new 
16 Star World record in Super Mario 64 with uh, 14 minutes 56 seconds. Which uh, broke the world record from... That's your time to... Because <laughs> I, I have no idea. <laughs> I just chose a new one record. I don't know who... I, I... My God. Who <laughs> has the one... I, I was, I was thinking about it last night. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking, like, who... I did a whole video on it. I made. I had a video about uh, 16 star, the 15 minute barrier that was broken. Japanese runner. I feel like I was um, caught with my pants down and now I'm running across the <laughs> auditorium to get on stage. And, uh, new, um, Kano. No. Four, 1458. Oh, it was Kano? Right? Looks like it. Two okay. months ago. There Kano was another Japanese runner that broke the 15. Was, Who broke the 15? Who's the other one? Um, Aki. Aki, yeah. One year ago. Okay, cool. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and Kano's one is uh, the one where they stream for like 3,000 hours straight or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And got it on that stream. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's, I feel like there's been a lot of activity in 16 Star recently. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, there's been a couple of runners who have really been smashing 16 Star. Ouija also came back to Super Mario 64 and has been grinding 16 Star a lot. And what's crazy is, uh, you know, I've been watching Super Mario 64 for many years. And I can remember back in 2013, 14, 15, the world record was 15 minutes and like 24 seconds for a long time. And that seemed almost perfect. And for, for what I, it's just crazy that there's always uh, just like there's a consistent drop in this time. And it doesn't seem like no matter how low it goes, a few months later, people are grinding it again with massive green splits and i'm talking massive so when Ouija yeah. was grinding uh he was he had splits that were like five seconds i think maybe even seven seconds ahead of the world record which in 16 star is like crazy he, he might have had splits that are even faster but um yeah i have no idea where this time is coming from i think uh yeah there's this thing in speedrunning where uh you know, the brain can only learn at a certain pace. The brain can only hold a certain amount of information. So it does take time for people to sort of learn where they can sort of optimize the speed run. Once that is solidified, at that point, they can start to see, okay, now that I, all that's ingrained, where can I save a little bit more time? And then, uh, you know, once that's ingrained, then they can do it again. But you can't, it, it does take, it, it, it is a process for people to actually optimize games and learn you know where to save time so um but i thought that with golden with uh, not golden super mario 64 with 16 star we'd be getting to that point now where it's very hard to do that like it's very hard to find where you can save a lot of time but apparently they're still doing it and uh apparently like 14 uh 4x like even 10 seconds quicker than the current world record is feasible and I think is a goal, maybe. Maybe someone might have that goal. Um, but yeah, pretty insane stuff. The, the, the one thing that really stood out was yeah. the... Uh, obviously, in, in Super Mario 64, you've got the backwards long jump. Um, skips through these two doors, through the stairs at the top. And the first one of that was done better than I've ever seen. And it's interesting how... Really? I haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, well, I think the... You do the you do the you do the glitch right, and you get through the fifty star door, and then I think over the years the way people have managed to go from going through the door and then running up the the next stairs to get to the endless staircase, that has sort of evolved over time, 
And there's like a whole bunch of different strats that people use depending on how much speed they've they have through the door. But this one was just done so perfectly. Uh, and uh, I don't know if that's a new thing or if people just... It's an old thing and, and then he just happened to have the perfect amount of speed to do this. But it's like he glitched through the door and then kept his speed and went bam straight into the stairs and immediately up. As opposed to sort of getting through the door, stopping his momentum and then you know, sort of running over to the stairs to jump up. Another version is like having so much speed that you go all the way uh, through to the, the TikTok clock. And then sliding along the wall to get around to the stairs. There's another one I see. This was just like, bam, straight to the stairs and up. So uh, pretty, pretty cool stuff. That's really cool. I think that, um, as you were saying, just like the time keeps coming off with this run. Uh, part of that is lent to itself by uh, SM64 being one of the best games in terms of creativity. Allow Like creativity bringing new routes and it's just there's so many different tools at your disposal for movement um and it's like it's just incredible like the things that people are able to figure out and think of to just oh here's a slightly more optimal way to move through this level um and like it might save like 0.2 seconds but like if you're moving through that level six times if you're loading into the level six times to get stars that adds up over time up there's a 1.2 seconds saved so it's it's cool. It's a really cool game uh, for routing. I think it's one of well, the still ones. arguably the greatest speedrunning game of all time. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, so now, time for my turn. And Carl, um, I am sorry to disappoint you, but for this week for world record of the week, but you can only pick one speedrun. I unfortunately <laughs> um, am breaking the rules of this long-standing category and submitting two runs okay, so that was a uh, you, you knew this was coming and that's why you set, no set it no up this originally. is all just happenstance no this, this is, is all just spontaneous decision this, right now this this yeah this caught me off guard i was not expecting these rules when i came um prepared but anyways um so my two runs are for metal, metal gear solid uh on pc uh oh, firstly the, the any percent run um, on easy difficulty by Solid Tony, I forgot to grab the time. It's about 36 minutes, I think. Um, and then the very easy category as well, uh, where Nick RP Green got a 29.54, which is the first sub 30. Um, and the reason why, to me, this is my world record of the week, but you can only pick one. Um, the reason why this is my <laughs> world record of the week, but you can only pick one, is because <laughs> there was a new glitch found. Um, after 23 years of the game being out, a new glitch was found as a way to uh, clip into a frozen door halfway up this tower that you have to run up. Um, and clipping, glitching into this door skips about two and a half minutes of the second half of the tower climb. But the way it was found was by a casual player playing the game and act on Twitch uh, streaming it. And they accidentally clipped into the door and then the speedrunning community got a hold they tweeted it out like in a joke tweet like just found this get wrecked speedrunners um and then the speedrunning community was able to recreate it and find a way to do it fairly consistently uh excuse me and then they just did runs and yeah it, it's really cool when there's a little story like this of big time saves being found on accident and speedruns so i think it's a cool uh little thing that just needed to be highlighted what was your um what's your experience with metal gear solid have you played the game Never played it. It that whole series is at the top of my list for what I need to play through. Okay, I've never played it. Was that uh, that was on PlayStation or PlayStation Two? PlayStation, right? So 
Oh, the the original game, PS One, I believe. Metal Gear um, Solid, sure. the one. But this run was on PC. Okay, like a uh, Steam version or something, is it? Like a, a re-release? Yeah, it must okay. be. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know anything about Metal Gear Solid as well, but it's it's um it's a pretty big franchise, so it 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 ought to be learned. If I had any uh, sense, I would learn about the game. I did. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw my tweet, but um, I I did. I did. Yes. Yeah. So I probably will look into it. And uh, it is a cool story. Casual gamer. Um, casual gamer owns speed. Uh, you know, twenty-year-old speedrunning community with uh with facts and logic, and discovers like <laughs> oh, just uh just uh, discovers something that they have overlooked for so many years. I'm, I'm I'm interested in learning why this wasn't found. How a casual player can. Uh, pwn everyone so like like that like how it's possible how embarrassed is the metal gear solid solid community uh is another question i'm interested in finding out um that they have brought they have brought great shame to to speedrunners everywhere by allowing by allowing this to happen so i'm I'm really curious as to know how it was found why it wasn't found earlier and um i probably will do a video about it I probably will do a video about it. It's going to be difficult because I don't know anything, but I've done it before. Most of the games that I talk about, I don't know anything before I get into it. But, um... Wow. What a phony. Yeah, this is terrible. You're not allowed to talk about speedrunning games unless you're, you've been in the community, right? Um, right. But yeah, Metal Gear Solid, such a classic franchise. It's going to be it's going to be cool for me to know something about it. I might even play it. Generally, if I do a video on a game, I do play it. <laughs> So Let's I'll probably have to crack it out and uh, maybe even try the glitch myself. Maybe even get a world record. Maybe I'll casually play it and find something else. It, because it's that oh. easy. It's that easy. I'll just play through it, find <laughs> another two, two and a half minute time save. And uh, it can't we'll be that hard. There. I mean, 23 years, what's, an, what's another? I mean, they're due for another one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I think that's about all we have in terms of topics for this episode. Um, yeah. Carl, do hey, you have anything else you want to think, say before peacing out? Was there, was there, was there anything? We'll give it like 10 seconds and we'll do like the Jeopardy music. Don't actually put the Jeopardy music okay. in there because it'll, it'll, get, get, it'll get copyrighted for sure. I've tried okay. that. Can't use Jeopardy music. Um... Um, well, personally, oh no, I'm probably going to try this new GoldenEye strategy. I have been playing it. I have been practicing it. I'm not very good at it right now. But um, hopefully uh, sometime. I- I'm really super busy in the next couple of weeks. I've got like heaps of videos. To- oh, why did I not talk about this? Maybe because I'm going to do it. Maybe I'll talk about it next time. Cheating in Minecraft. <laughs> Cheating in Minecraft. We'll talk about it next episode i don't know how long these are podcasts are supposed like to be like is this is this this feel like a good length uh yeah, are people going to be left a solid length are people going to be left like wanting more and being like oh damn that went way too quick well you should want people wanting more right so by that Treat a okay, mean, keep next a episode next episode 90 seconds
Yeah. <laughs> um, just cut it off mid-sentence. Yeah. But uh, cheating in Minecraft, there, let me just uh, wet your whistle on this one. Um, oh, I love it when you wet my whistle, Carl. There has been some, uh, a really, really great example of a, 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 someone who's been in the community for a pretty long time. And their runs would get like suspicious by top players. There's just like something off about them. And they sort of got more suspicious over time. And then they got like really suspicious. And like top players were like, man, this, this, something off about this doesn't really make any sense. But they had no hard proof that there was any foul play. And the foul, the, the hard proof came in, uh, I think it might have been yesterday. And, you know, the top players aren't shocked because like, they were pretty confident that some funny business was going on, but this person had been in the community for months. And, you know, they, had, they were streaming on Twitch a lot. And, you know, I've talked to, or I've heard a, lot, a few people say, man, I really liked this person and I was watching them on Twitch, blah, 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 really shocked. So, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting case. And Minecraft, for maybe because, maybe because it's the most popular game in speedrunning right now, but... Minecraft just has a steady drip of cheaters come through. And uh, we'll have to talk about, I'll have to have a think over the next couple of weeks. Is it because it's so popular? Is it something to do with the game? Is it something to do with the RNG, like the luck-based elements, and because it requires so much luck? And, and, and have a think about like, why Minecraft and why there's so many cheaters just like constantly coming through. And uh, I'll see if I can come up with uh, a conclusion. Maybe the viewers can have a think about gotcha. it too. Like, why yeah, is well, there something I'll... special about Minecraft that just draws people to want to cheat? All I'm going to say is that when you were just wetting my whistle right there, I was getting major deja vu. I feel like we've done <laughs> something like this very recently as a community. Oh, I mean, we'll, we'll I don't know who you're talking about. Talk about it. I... <laughs> Must have been a dream. <laughs> um, all right, so we we about ready to call it wraps. Yeah, then? let's wrap it. Did we have a? Did you all have right, a, stru- a closing structure or what? Or just like nope, just bye. bye. Nope. Okay, bye. Just bye. <laughs>